Yeah, guys, I, I can't speak enough about the relationships that I've made this year. I've interviewed so many people, so many connections, and I really feel like I, with you guys listening, that I've, I've built a solid relationship with all you listeners. And I really, I love you guys. And I love if you've, left, you've just listened to one second of this, I, I appreciate you. If you've listened from the beginning or in the middle or whatever, you're just, just coming across this, I appreciate you. You're, you're like a pinnacle piece to this. And as we grow, you know, to millions of downloads and millions of fans, you guys are the core people that helped me with this from the start. And we're still in the beginning. 200 episodes is fuck all. This is going to be, we're going to be doing thousands, right? And University of Adversity is so close to my heart. It's everything in my, my heart and soul right now. Do I always want to show up every day? No, but I know the consistency is so important. Has to be. And I know that 16 months is nothing. I need to know that in order for me to get this to where it wants to be and to impact as many people, I need to deliver consistency over time for years. And that's what I plan on doing. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we are back. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode 200. This is going to be a solo episode of myself exploring all kinds of different shit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be good. I'm going to get into and explain more. Um, I wasn't going to do this pre-intro to the show because it's just me anyways. I'm not really introducing a guest, but after I finished... I realized there was some stuff that I didn't cover and I just, I want to kind of interject this before you guys get started. So first of all, I want to say thank you guys for this journey. Thank you for being along on the ride with me. Thank you, my team. Thank you, all the listeners, all you guys. I love you so much. And I get into this in the episode, but again, I have to say it. We're at 200 episodes. The amount that the show has changed my life, I just can't even explain in so many ways. I just, it's mind boggling. And I'm sure that people that have known me and seen my journey can, can say like, wow, he's changed a lot. And not in a self-righteous way, just in a positive way that I have discovered how to love myself and how to, the, the reflection of the love that I have for myself shows up in other people and how I treat people and what I see in people. You get what you are, not what you want, right? So my life has completely changed. And I think this show has had a huge huge impact on my life as well as my business, my team, our production company. You know, it was so important for me that this journey turn into a business because I know that I can't, couldn't have done this by myself. I couldn't have produced all these, done the artwork, done the editing, done the videos. Like this isn't just me. This is my team helping me. And I'm so grateful for these guys because they, uh, they're amazing. And I wanted to create a business around that so that businesses, professionals, busy people who are successful, that want to get their message out there. Maybe they're not known well enough. Maybe they're not, they're, they're, you know, their business is great, but nobody knows them on social media. They don't have that presence. That's why I created this so that you can have all the fun and podcasting without all the work. And that's what I needed. So that's why we have it. You know, a full podcast in a box, a full done for you system so that wherever you're at on the journey, we can, we got you covered. And 
You know, that is so important to me. And that's, that's all intertwined with this podcast. I never went into that thinking I was going to start a show and a business out of it. So I wanted you guys to know like how much this is impacting my life in the interview style, in the guests, but also what we're doing behind the scenes and how we're making this a reality for other busy professionals and companies and entrepreneurs that want to do the same and really amplify their message. So I just also, guys, I wanted to talk about, there was a couple things, you know, I, I discuss things that I feel are truthful from where I'm, I'm at in my life. Okay. And I just want to be, be clear that there is a lot of divide in this world. There's a lot of people, whether you're a, a vaccinator and anti-vaxxer, whether you're a, a, a meat eater or a vegan or a non-meat eater, there's always, there, there's plenty of others, but there's always this divide, like the black or the white. And I'm trying to see things from a different perspective. I'm trying to see things from, you think that, and I respect you for thinking that, but also respect myself and other people for my beliefs. Right. And I think the problem is, is that it has to be one way. People get super dogmatic about their approach to things. And I just don't think it's necessary. So for me, I want to come from a place of love, not fear. And if you get offended by things, you're probably from fear. And I talk about this in the episode too, but I just want you to say, want you guys to know, I don't claim to know everything. I'm not a professional. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of that stuff. I'm a student of life. And I've been through a lot of shit, a lot of different lenses. I've went through the hockey, the almost making it to college, and close to playing pro within a couple of years. I could have probably done it if I had my head screwed on right. I went through that. Then I explored the, the, the bar industry, the travel industry. I got to get really deep into that and learned a fucking ton of shit about everything. Like there's so many things I learned in that industry. And then now, to, to learn as an entrepreneur, the transition out of that through podcasting, through interviewing these people, it's like I'm in this masterclass every single time I talk to people. It's like I'm learning and this shit's all getting downloaded, right? So now I'm, I'm able to talk about entrepreneurship, podcasting, self-expression, how to communicate, how to, how to develop your message. And this is another thing that we're work, I'm working on also. We're doing a course, but if you're working on a course so that you can... It's going to be interactive. It's going to be a small course. We're working with me and Julian Guterlai. We're going to be launching it probably summer. It's going to be eight to 12 people. And we're going to be going through an intensive course on how to start, how to craft your message, how to connect with people. And there's going to be two live calls during that. And then we're going to launch it. And then that's going to become an evergreen course so that whether you're on whatever part of the journey you're on, we got you covered, right? So I wanted to interject that part too. But my main thing here is that take everything that I say and do your research. Don't believe everything I say. Get curious. If I say something that challenges your beliefs, great. But investigate it yourself. It's so important to have lots of information. Censorship is so dangerous because it blocks us from thinking. I think having self-expression and the freedom to explore different things is great. How you choose to take in that information is up to you. That's your journey. So don't believe anything I say. Just trust that this is just what I'm saying, my truth. And I hope that what I say makes you feel better. Doesn't make you feel bad. I never want to leave you feeling bad. I want you to feel, feel things and then feel empowered after. That's the difference. 
when you're delivering a message you can you can deliver it from fear which is going to make people scared or you can you be, you're the victim you're trying to get attention that's not the right way the right way is to deliver a message where you can go deep with somebody allow people to think but always take them out of that dark spot and empower them that's how i have learned to do things now that's i do my best to be thought thoughtful with how i speak and how i i do my interviews and how i deliver a message even in a post right always ask yourself that am i saying this what why am i expressing this is this out of love or is this out of fear and i mentioned this in the episode too okay so take everything that i say with a grain of salt i don't know everything and whether it challenges your beliefs i'm not trying to divide anybody i'm just trying to bring us together and it's all about love love yourself the amount of love that you have for yourself is a reflection of the love that you give to others and the love that you see and receive in the world we get what we are not what we want okay guys sit back relax episode 200 coming right up what's up everybody welcome back to university of adversity this is episode 200 welcome to the party you guys, I'm so excited and so grateful for this journey up until this point. Episode 200, it's crazy to say. I just want to say thank you to all the listeners, everybody that's been with me from the beginning, you know, come along the way, whatever part of the journey that you, you discovered me from, thank you. We've had so many different amazing people. I can't believe some of the people, when I look at the list, sometimes I forget about who I've interviewed and I go, holy shit, like, there's been so many conversations and there's been so, so many different things go on during this that it really, it really just blows my mind. And I couldn't have done it all without you guys. Thank you for supporting me. I appreciate you. Also, my team, that right there, my team has been my rock solid foundation and I definitely couldn't have done it without them. Tammy, Nicole, Amanda, Christine, you guys are my core team family, and I really appreciate you guys for everything you do. You guys are all so valuable in your strengths, and I've just been able to accomplish so much because of you guys and the work that you do. So thank you for that. To kick this off, guys, I just wanted to just really reflect on the last 200 episodes. You know, we started this in December, December 2018. It's now second week of May 2020. It's been quite the roller coaster ride to say the least from when I started this to now. <laughs> breakups in my relationship, breakups in, in business partnerships, pandemics. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're, like, there's just been so much crazy shit. So many highs, so many lows with myself, you know, diving into the depths of uh, psychedelics, learning more about that getting into the depths of psychology and philosophy and myths. And there's been a lot of really cool shit happen, guys. So that I've learned from interviewing 200 people and not just from that, but I've also been able to connect with amazing group of people that have been able to help me see things differently and help me on the path I am today. So all of this has to contribute into the energy that I put into my guests and my show, all the people I meet, you guys have all impacted me, so thank you for that. So what I want to do is break this down into five categories. Mind, body, spirit, vocation, and social or relationships. They're kind of the same. I want to talk about how this show and how my life has changed from when I started to now in mind, body, spirit, vocation, and relationships. And I think that's a good way because then I won't miss 
any of the topics because they, they all feed into it into themselves. So let's start off with mindset. If you guys know me or anybody listening to me that knew me from before, I was, my mindset growing up was scarcity mindset. I didn't even know that's what it was. I was taught to fear things. I was taught that people that are successful or rich, maybe there was always some sort of like negative belief system about them. It's nobody's fault. My family did the best they could to raise me the best they could. We didn't have a lot of money, but I had a lot of love. I had a ton of love in my family growing up till when I was about 11 years old. And I say this all the time. If I didn't have that foundation of love in my life from my mom, my dad, my aunts, my cousins, everybody, they treated me with respect. They treated me like an adult. If I didn't have that, honestly, I don't think I could have got to where I am today. I'd be hopeless and lost. And it's crazy when even though you're going through hard times growing up, if you have that solid foundation installed in you at a young age of love, then later on, that's what is the force that helps you get through it. And that's what I'm discovering is that foundation of love that I had helped me get through this, these hard times that I've gone through along with other things. So my mindset growing up, playing sports, playing hockey, was, was so much different than it was today. And what I've learned over time and, and from the podcast and even you know doing personal development, self-discovery is that your mindset is everything. Your mindset is your lens on how you're going to look at life, right? We've all been there on days where you look at something and you could be looking at the same thing, different days, but because your lens is cloudy from whatever your mindset is, you may have had a bad day, you may have eaten something bad, somebody pissed you off, whatever and you approach that thing, you may look at that thing differently. Your mindset will be different. As for if you had a great day, you programmed yourself, you exercise, you've been eating healthy, and then you have that same thing, you'll look at it differently, and it won't affect you the same way because your mindset is different. So that's how life works, right? We have the ability to control how we react. We can't control what happens to us but we can control how we move forward from there, how we look at things, the lens that we choose to look at. And that comes from mindset. So what I've learned is that I've done the scarcity mindset. I've done the fear mindset, fearing that the world's going to take it away. There's not enough. If that, if that guy has, has that, then they're taking away a piece of the pie. And that's just not the case. There's enough pie for everybody. There's a certain balance between having healthy competition and being scarcity, having a scarcity mindset because it's great to know the people who are successful around you and learn from them and challenge yourself. But when you start to think that they're taking away from what you have, that becomes dangerous. And yes, if you're, if you're talking about a spot in a job, there's one spot or a, or a spot on a sports team, of course, there's that limit of there's only one spot. But I'm talking from a broader perspective of if you're, let's say, a podcaster or you're an entrepreneur or you're whatever, anything to do with doing something that somebody else is doing, there's plenty of, there's, there's room for you. There's plenty of room and plenty of pieces of the pie, of the pie for you if you're willing to believe in yourself and you're willing to go after it. Now, mindset is absolutely crucial. It's broken down into belief. It's broken down into applied action. 
and just having the persistence and the will to get through the shit. This is why University of Adversity was created because I wanted to teach you guys how to use adversity as fuel, to be able to fuel and blaze your trail ahead instead of it burning down your house. And if you can use adversity as fuel, you will be able to get through anything. It's all coming for us. We can't hide. So why not learn how to deal with it? So when it comes to anything, and I'm learning this, and this is just a realization that I've had recently, is that you can do all the law of attraction, the, the, all the hopes and dreams and all that stuff. And I believe all of that stuff is amazing and it's all valuable. But if you don't believe the goal or the thing that you're trying to achieve is possible, and if you don't take consistent applied action and have relentless work ethic and over and over and over, and you don't fucking care what happens, you're going to keep going, then you won't have the success. So many people, this is what it comes down to. They don't get success because they didn't stay in the game long enough. Realistically, you have to stay in the game long enough to get the success. Are things linear? No. Will the thing that you want be exactly the way you want it? Probably not. That is part of having a mindset of surrendering to the process, being laser focused on the goal, but allowing how you get there to be okay with pivoting, to be able to really understand the nudge that you get sometimes and ignoring the people outside. Sometimes people around you will try and stop you or try and discredit what you're doing, but that's only because they're looking at life through their lens, their mindset. You can't let that cloud your mindset. We are all different. And this is the thing that I've, I'm learning even about myself. We are so unique in how we look at life and the nudges we get, that inspiration we get is the fucking thing we got to do. We're so quick to discredit that because of the voices in our head. Our ego is trying to keep us safe, right? A lot of times, the nudge that we get is our soul. We have our soul, which is our heart, and we have our ego, which is our analytical mind, our thoughts that has a purpose. But what I've really noticed is in my own life is being able to separate what is trying to keep me safe versus what is lighting my soul on fire. And most times, the idea we get is the thing but then we try and talk ourselves out of it because of limited beliefs, because of something connecting that to a past event or something connecting that somebody's going to think I'm stupid or somebody's going to this or somebody's going to that. And that immediately is, is more powerful than that inspired thought itself. And it's really, really important to take the inspired thought seriously, to take it seriously, write it down, do whatever. It's not always going to work out. But understand that your soul will tell you your purpose. It will communicate with you. It's up to you to understand that call. And it's okay for you to understand that you have different personalities. You have different mechanisms of your ego that make it up. Ones that are scared or shy, they're fearful. They're, they're trying to keep you alive. I really encourage you. I'm new into really diving into the ego and um, really understanding the psychology of how we work and, and the philosophy and all this kind of stuff. So I really encourage you to check it out and really learn about 
the soul, the ego and all this stuff because I'm just scratching the surface and it fascinates me because what it does is the more we learn about it, the more we forgive ourselves for the voices we have in our heads because it's normal to have these different things. These different people want to come and sit on the throne of your life, of your kingdom, right? Eric Godsey in my our Fit for Service Aubrey Marcus Mastermind, he talks about this. There's the throne room, right? There's the different characters in the throne room. You know, there's the king or the queen, but you have these different characters that'll try and take over the throne. Sometimes they have a place, sometimes they don't. And you just need to remember to listen to the person that's in charge. Who do you want to be in charge in this moment? Who is it? Who, who do you want to take action or make the decision in this moment? That's the interesting thing. And I think that's the life exploration is figuring out how to distinguish those different voices or those different, those different senses that we have to keep us safe or allow us to thrive. So this is an arena that really interests me. And I'm just, like I said, guys, learning about it. And having that mindset and understanding that the lens you look at has to do with a lot of the stuff that you've gone through in your past, and I've been le- working through a lot of my trauma lately as a teenager, and getting it down on paper and really going into the dark crevices and really facing it and feeling it. We did this thing called expressive writing, which is like four days of exploration of deep, deep stuff that you haven't talked about or deep trauma that's been affecting you. And you write about it for 20 minutes. And then after that, you take a break, you go do something fun. I've been really doing these journal practices and I can't express enough how, how helpful it is for clearing your mindset because sometimes just getting shit on paper is so valuable. And I didn't realize that I thought, well, I have to say it for me to communicate it properly, but that's not true. Getting it on paper is massive. So tying that all into mindset, understand and have the awareness where you're at, what things are bothering you, what triggers you and identify those things. Because those things are what's going to get in the way of you having a strong, a positive mindset or you having an abundant mindset. Take inventory on where you're at in your life. You know, do you find yourself complaining all the time? If you do, practice some gratitude. Practice writing down 10 things you're grateful for and why. Don't just really feel them. Really think about them. I promise you do that for a month. You'll feel like a new person. Okay. If you find yourself being lost in the downward spiral of our phones, we are addicted to these phones. There's no question. If you find that, try not turning the thing on until you've done some sort of routine so that you become the driver of your life and it doesn't be the driver of you. Technology is great, but we need to control it. It can't control us. A good way to do that is keep your phone on silent until you have your morning routine done and then allow yourself to turn on the phone not the phone program you to turn it on. That makes sense. Also, meditation. Talked about this till I'm blue in the face. If you are a person that says, I can't sit still, I can't meditate, trust me, you're the person that needs to do this. Sit in silence is one of the most powerful experience yet hardest things to do. I've been trying this for so long and now I've been able to do it for 30 minutes. I encourage you to get your mindset right Sit still as soon as you wake up. This connects you. This has so many profound effects. And it really, I mean, I can't even get into all the things that meditation has done in my life. It's completely changed my life. If you want to learn more about this and how powerful it is, and you want science behind it, go get Dr. Joe, go read about it with Dr. Joe Dispenza. 
in uh, Becoming Supernatural. It's an amazing book. You guys, it's, it, it's, it's, and there's tons of videos on why meditation and gratitude actually show that it changes your energy, right? It, it literally creates a new vibration. And when you start your day off like that, your mindset is dialed in. Getting yourself in control, creating a daily routine will change your life. So that's kind of been the narrative of all the people that I've talked to you guys is that everybody that has a positive mindset, it takes work. And I had the same realization when I did a, a three and a half grams of psilocybin mushrooms, which I'll talk about, was that energetic work to wake up in the morning and be productive and be positive, it takes intentional work. It doesn't just fucking happen. I'm not talking about rah, 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 I'm Mr. Positive. No, because we're programmed to be negative. But the more we do things to program ourselves, the more that switches. So as soon as we get up, we have an opportunity to program ourselves, right? And the best, most successful people in the world understand that. So you have to have a routine. You have to be mindful. That energetic positivity in the morning takes work. Be prepared to work, write down what you need to do the night before. Intentional energetics, it's, it's so important. And I got that direct download from my psilocybin, my magic mushroom journey was your energetic body takes intentional work. So ever since then, I'm working on doing that. Has it been easy? Absolutely not. It's been fucking hard. So mindset, you guys. Mind is such a powerful thing. It's everything we have. It's how we look at life. And there's tons of episodes. If you're new to this about mindset, I've talked about this millions of times. Well, not millions. That's an exaggeration, but quite a few. Okay. So mindset is everything. Next, let's talk about the body. The body is a unique instrument that just needs to be fine-tuned so that you can experience this life in the best way possible, right? Isn't our, isn't our whole purpose to experience and create in this life, isn't it to be in the best? So we, we're here to live and create. Isn't the point to be at the highest peak performance as possible, right? We forget that sometimes, right? Because of the stress that we have, because of the hard work, we sometimes think we're rewarding ourselves, but we're actually punishing ourselves, you know, with junk food and alcohol and all that shit. We've all been there. I have too. I'll work hard and then I'll realize, oh shit, I've been working so hard. I feel so good. Let's celebrate and give my body some booze. Really, you're saying, let's celebrate. Let's poison ourselves. Like, not to say alcohol is bad, you guys. I'm not preaching. I'm not trying to be a preacher. I fucking drank enough of it in my life. But I know this point right now, I'm two months sober. I've been sober for nine months prior, then a year prior to that. It's been a dance that I've, anybody that worked with me in the bars too knows that I used to say, oh, I got to quit. I got to quit. I always know that I've had the nudge to quit. Again, in my psilocybin journey, Lance, you need to stop fucking drinking. That's what it was telling me. My higher self was like, you got to stop drinking alcohol. It's, it's, it's killing you. It's dimming your light. When you get told that by yourself, in a, in a setting like that, you start to really look at yourself. And it was a real reflection of what I was doing. And I knew it deep down. So the past 200 episodes of interviewing people, talking about nutrition, talking about all this different stuff has been a real interesting path. 
I started out when I played junior hockey. You guys all know by now that I've, I was a hockey player. And if you don't know, well, now you know. Geez, I should write rap. <laughs> I was an athlete and I was taught one way. I was taught to eat tons of carbohydrates. Doesn't matter what they are. Just eat them before your sporting event, the night before, or the day of. That's what I taught. And I never understood that. I just took it for face value. And that's all we were taught. I was taught to eat peanut butter sandwiches before bed to gain weight. There's all kinds of bullshit. But that's all people knew at the time. And now as things have evolved and since I've gotten into nutrition over the years, I, I, I really started to get into it probably back in what would have been 2009. My roommate, good friend, Arsha, he was telling me that he was telling me to read the labels on the food. And I was like, what do you mean? And I started to understand ingredients and I started to get curious about what I was eating. And after that, I couldn't look away. I couldn't look away at what was in food. Like you couldn't pronounce it. And I started to explore Dr. Mercola, started, started to explore all that before it was all cool. You know, we were ordering coconut oil. We were ordering um, coconut water, stuff that wasn't around. It was like brand new back then, back in like 09 and stuff like that chia seeds and all this weird shit, superfoods. This was a new term. And we started this stuff before. And that was kind of like, I got interested because then I started to, I started to get curious on like, what's going on? So then getting into podcasts, I got into Dave Asprey's podcast, Bulletproof Radio, um, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan started to bring on awesome health people. And that's where I started to really learn about health. And got into like, you know, the bulletproof coffees and all that kind of shit, grass-fed, eating grass-fed beef and just learning about stuff. Learning that what I learned before wasn't necessarily right and getting into learning about the paleo diet, you know, what that did and I explored that for a while. You know, I was living in Australia, learning about that and then it went into the I promise I'll get to what I was going to get to guys for this. <laughs> but then it went into like low carb and keto and then carnivore. We had Dr. Paul Saladino on the show who is massive now. He's blown up his, his millions of downloads on his podcast. Highly suggest you check him out. Carnivore Codes, his book. He's a carnivore advocate, right? Nose to tail, eat all the organs, eat all the animal. And there's a lot of science behind that. And I'm not going to get into that, but it really opened up my mind to see what is possible and to get curious about our food system and ancestrally how we used to eat. Ben Greenfield's great as well. So as I've gone on, my, I've always been curious and open to nutrition. Aubrey Marcus, same thing. A lot of these guys, Tate Fletcher I had on the show, he's, he was the same way, very curious about nutrition He'd have different people on. Rob Wolf is going to be coming on the show at some point. I just need to lock in a date. All these people that I was interested about nutrition on, I've, got, I've been learning from. So with the body, it comes down to this and what I've learned from my journey talking to these people and how I've evolved as a human is that we are all different. Again, we are all unique instruments that just need to be fine-tuned so that we can experience our, this life experience in the right lens. It's all it comes down to. And if we feel good, we operate better and we attract better things. We open up abundance for ourselves and all that. And it all starts with what we put in our body. 
So if you think you can feel your best by eating McDonald's and pizzas and shit all the time, give your head a shake, please. Honestly, what you put in your body is a representation of what's going to come out in output. So your gut and your brain are, have a direct correlation between them. So be mindful. The choices you make, put in your body are going to affect your well-being and how you feel. And I have punished my body over the years. Drugs, alcohol, bad food, $75 worth of McDonald's after a big night, stupid shit like that. But I've really learned now that I'm at the place where I'm in better shape than I was in my 20s. I'm 36 years old. I look at pictures of myself when I was in my 20s. I didn't know shit about anything. I was only going off what I was taught. And I realized that I was getting fat. I was eating all this crap, all these preservatives, all these weird names, all these bad oils. Stay away from those shitty oils, you guys. If it's vegetable oil, cottonseed oil, fucking, I don't know, whatever oil, stay away from it. Avocado oil, coconut oil, MCT oil, those are your friends. Canola oil is garbage. That shit is inflammatory for your body and will wreak havoc, wreak havoc on your body, cause inflammation, right? This is stuff that I've learned from very, very successful people. And I've applied it in my own life. Take out the shit for a while and see how you feel. This is the thing is people want to try these fad diets, but they don't even try them long enough to get the benefit. Try this shit for a while. If you're not going to do something for at least three months with a diet, don't bother. Like, if you're quitting gluten or sugar, fucking good luck getting results for at least six weeks even, right? Carnivore diet. If you're not going to do that for a while, I only did it for two weeks. felt amazing, but I felt shitty in between. I'm not going to get into like my opinions on, on all that. I'm just saying I, I like to try stuff. And I, I felt great because I was, it was an elimination diet but it becomes kind of boring eating that way. But what I'm getting at is that for it to work, you need to, see, you need to do it for a while. If you're going to go low carb for a while, if you're going to go keto, keto especially is a great diet. I lost a lot of weight when I was in Sydney on that. Um, when I was, you know, when I was dialed in keto, like I'm in keto right now, it just takes mindful awareness of like monitoring your macros, monitoring um, your ketones a little bit. You don't have to get crazy but you got to be smart, right? There's other diets that are less maintenance, lower maintenance diets, low carbs. Some people do well with carbs. Some people don't. There's Rob Wolf talks about it too. There's certain people that have more insulin resistance, um, more insulin spikes with certain carbs. I suggest you check out his carb test. I think in, in one of his books, there's Everybody, my whole point about this is like not to be dogmatic about any kind of diet, but to understand that sometimes what we think in our brains isn't necessarily what our body wants. We, we're, I encourage people to, to express food intuitively. Pay attention to where it's from. How do you feel? What do you need? Some people will need meat. Some people won't. Some people thrive on a vegan diet. Some people don't. Somebody, like there's ways to do this. And it, a lot of it is based on our gut. A lot of it is based on how damaged our body is. There, I'm not a doctor and I don't claim to be. But what I do say is that you're not going to know what's right for you until you try it. So try this shit, but try it for a long enough period of time. And get curious, right? Learn about things. Try it out. Read books. But like at the end of the day, it's your body. And no matter what, if somebody else had success doing one thing, that doesn't mean you will. And more so, just like 
you know, people like Mark Sision used to say, it's not even just about, it's not a quote, but this is how he said it is like, it's not always about what you add to your diet, but what you take out. So if you can just take out all the shit, like, you know, all the processed fats and carbohydrates and bad oils and stuff, you know, that's probably not serving you sugars and you just eliminate that shit. That itself is a big win. And you can pat yourself on the back for that because that's great, right? Pay attention to that stuff. Okay. Your body, again, unique instrument, fine tune it so that you can, you can find what's best for you. All right, guys, next topic, spirituality. Now this is completely changing my life. Hasn't had to do with my podcast. Yes. Was I exploring this before? Yes. Lots of things. You know, guys, you guys know a part of the Aubrey Marcus fit for service fellowship mastermind this year with, you know, our coaches, Aubrey Marcus, Kyle Kingsbury, uh, Eric Godsey, who's been on the show, Caitlin Howe, some amazing people with a, a broad spectrum of knowledge. And this has been one thing that I've tapped into recently a lot more is the spirituality side. I grew up, I was raised as a Catholic in religion, but I always rebelled against it. And then I decided that I didn't believe in religion for a while. You know, my brother's very religious. I kind of had a weird feeling about the whole thing. I was kind of against it. I thought religion was all bullshit for a while. And then I realized that I was just being fucking very, very young and naive. When you start to get into the, the depths of you as a human and you start to practice gratitude, you start to meditate, you start to see yourself think differently, act differently. You start to connect with things in nature. When you start to pay attention, you start to realize that there's too much happening. There's too much energetics happening to be just accidental. There is a source, whatever you want to call it, source, universe, God, Buddha, whatever you guys, there is an energetic that is connecting us. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. This is my personal belief is that we're all spiritual beings, right? Living in our a body, a meat suit. And I'm not taking anything away from any religions. Whatever you believe is great. But I personally, I, don't, I believe in all love, loving everybody, accepting everybody where they're at. That's, to me, spirituality is unconditional love at all levels. Fear, scaring people into thinking different things just isn't my jam. Because of a, somebody said it has to be like this, from an ancient text. I get it. I understand where it's coming from and I respect you. If you put your time and your love into that, I respect it. I'm not judging you. But part of me or my spirituality is knowing that I am going to do my best to see the love in everybody and everybody is doing their best, right? Everybody's doing their best, even with religion. If this is, this is the path you're on, that's amazing. And I, I commend you for it and that's great. So for me, Getting into yoga, getting into meditation, getting into this stuff has completely changed my life. And after I started to experience with psychedelics as well, magic mushrooms, um, I did three and a half grams in the dark, for some of you that don't know, and I had a real profound experience. I really tapped into a world that I had never been before. I'd done a little bit of them in the past, but this was, this was pretty profound and I got some pretty amazing downloads for people in my life, things that I've done. I had to look at some hard shit, face it, forgive myself. But then I also had, I got, I rewarded myself. It was like my higher self became the guide to the experience. 
and was like preparing me for the roller coaster ride ahead in the experience. When I got upset, anxious, he walked me through it. When he being me, when I celebrated some wins, you know, it's like, don't get too high. Don't get too low. I saw my dad. I got emotional. I had a deep cry. I also got lectured about my booze habits and what I've done and how like I'm dimming my light as I've explained to you guys before. All this stuff really just basically highlights further and gives me more clarity into like the feeling that the connection and that we're more than just these things that are here walking around, right? As I used to be an atheist, I used to think it was all bullshit. Um, I didn't speak of it like that, but I used to think a lot of it was crap. And now I realize it's not. And I do believe in God, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just the name, but it's the connection. It's the love. It's like the love that we have all for each other. We are the representation of God on this planet. And I'm not going to get too deep into that, but that's just what's coming out right now. And if I can give you a takeaway from my spiritual teachings, it's that love everybody where they're at unconditionally. I've tried in relationships to try and change people to be who I want them to be in five years, but that's not it. That's not unconditional love. It is absolutely loving somebody where they're at right now and allowing them to grow to whatever, but absolutely being present and hundred percent love. And I got that from Aubrey Marcus. Uh, he's, there's something about that guy that I've been able to resonate with and so many lessons that he's had in his podcast that I've resonated with. So that specific one about loving everybody where they're at, he, had a, he was talking about it on his darkness retreat. I highly suggest you guys go listen to this and how his, how his unconditional love wasn't there for certain aspects and, um, and how you need to love people exactly where they're at. And that hit home for me. I, I was on a plane to Tulum and I had tears in my eyes when I heard that because I went through the same thing in relationships and with family and close people. I love who they could be, but maybe I'm not accepting exactly where they're at. So highly, highly important, guys. So that spiritual journey has been great for me so far. And I've learned from so many different people on this show, from all kinds of healers, all kinds of channelers. There's been, it's just been amazing. So moving on to vocation. Now, I just recently came across this word because I didn't really understand it. Call me ignorant, whatever. But the word vocation, by definition, a strong feeling of suitability for a particular career or occupation. A lot of times we get into occupations simply to pay the bills because we were told that's the right thing to do. It's normal because a lot of times we're forced into a situation or a career because we got to pay the bills or something has come up. We don't always get to choose. But vocation is, in my, in my feeling, and forgive me if I don't have this right, but it's, it's almost like your career path aligned with your soul purpose. And I feel like I have that now. Now, we'll break this down. Vocation, business, financial, all this stuff is the same. I always knew that I had a powerful message and I always knew that I was going to heal people somewhere or another. I wanted a fulfilling career that helped people. I enjoy helping people, whether that's rescuing somebody I wanted to be a fireman or a cop or then it, it, it was into giving people a great experience or inspiring people, you know, through hockey, people watching me play. I used to love them. I impacted people. And then it moved into the bar industry where I started to get addicted to giving people good experiences in the service industry. 
you know, providing great service. I love that when I could see somebody get excited about their service and, you know, they're paying money to, to be here. And I genuinely love taking interest and connecting with that person. And when they walked out and they're just so happy, that's fucking fuel for my soul. And I love that. You guys, the, the, the alcohol or the restaurant bar industry was so positive for me in so many ways. It obviously, I got out of control with it because my traumas and the habits that I had gone through, I feed it into booze and I use booze to mask that, which is a whole other thing. But the booze in the restaurant bar industry is so great, but it can also take people down a path if they're not careful of masking with booze. But anyway, that's another thing. Um, I realized what my purpose was, and that is to connect with people, have the human connection. And I realized that's what I'm good at. I'm good at cracking a shell of a person and I'm good at having them open up. I did it for years. So then I realized I need to have something that's going to help people. I, my selfish fulfillment in life is helping people and want inspiring people and doing something that has some sort of fucking meaning. Because if I don't do anything with meeting, I'll be depressed and I'll just want to drink more. And I'll just want to constantly find that through, whether that's through alcohol, drugs, women, sex, all that stuff. It's like you're seeking this, this trying to fulfill something that's unfulfillable, right? And when you can get clear on what it is you actually, the why, what is it you want to do if money wasn't an object? And I know that's hard. People will come at me, well, money is an object. It is an object. That's what it's all about. And it's like, yeah, I get it. We got to pay the bills. We all have commitments. I'm just saying, I ask you, invite you to think about if money wasn't an object, what the fuck would you do? Ask yourself that right now. Write it down. Now for me, that's this, I'm fucking telling you right now, having you listen to this and me inspiring you guys, this is what I want to do. I'm fucking doing what I, my, my vocation, my sole purpose. And as I grow, as I write books, as I public speak, as I grow my business, you know, I have other businesses that I'm working on as well, right? All of this is feeding into the same message. How can I impact as many people as possible? How can I add as much value? How can I lift people up? My whole message has been this, even when I, I used to, you know, manage in bars, the message here is make the person feel better than they did before. When they come into your presence, your job is to lift their spirit so that they walk out feeling better than you did before. If you can have that message where you can literally say, I am going to improve this person's life. They're going to walk into this situation. I'm going to talk or interact with them and they're going to come out feeling better than they did before. If that is your energetic purpose, you will win. If you can lift people up, I'm not saying go and you know purposely have that, but if that's your motto, like you want to impact people, it's just impacting people more positively than negatively. That's it. If you have that, you'll win. And what I've noticed in life is when I take interest in people and I genuinely want to learn about them and try to add value and not try and take things evolve. And this is what this podcast thing has done so well as well is being able to interview these people, have them share their story without me wanting anything in return has been so fucking valuable. Like, I love when people open up and it's like we share their story, we provide a platform and then we give them content. That makes me feel good because then their story gets to get out there. And I see that every time they tell their story, they heal a little bit more. And what I love about my show is I am real. I am a real person and I would talk to you like this exact same if we were to meet right now. So I would hope when people come and listen to me that they 
are comfortable with opening up. Sometimes people get a bit too comfortable, which I want. But at the end of the day, we're just humans trying to interact. And we're just trying to be seen or be seen or be seen, right? And that's all it is. And I love to be able to do that. And for me, my goal and my vocation and my occupation is to, whatever that evolves into, I'm not getting just you know, so hung up on just the podcast. Of course, I want the show to grow and have it in person, have this amazing show, have these, these other businesses connect into each other, investments. But I, it's a bigger purpose. And what this evolves into, I'm okay with. I trust the process. I'm not trying to hold tight that this has to be exactly the way it is because when I do that, the fucking shit, the tap gets cut off. I put in the work daily. I know where I want to go. I do my best every moment. Not every moment. I try to do my best. I try and work on these relationships the best I can. Each person I try and add value, try and lift that relationship up. If you do the best you can in the moment by preparing yourself in the morning, being mindful of your energetic exchange with human beings throughout the day, if you can win and allow them to feel you know, inspired from every conversation and what you do, you put in the work consistently, your life will get better. I believe that because I've seen it in my own life. You know, I've seen it. And that's the key. Relationships are key. Cultivate these relationships, especially during this time of COVID. Reach out to people. Take interest. Offer a hand. All this kind of stuff, you guys. And I really encourage you to follow your passion, your purpose. I know that gets thrown out a little bit too often. But find out what lights your soul on fire. If you can't do it right now, at least take the smallest action. Take the smallest action possible in the direction you want to go. Either it's just writing down. Today, I got this much closer because I, I fucking bought a microphone. I want to start a podcast. So I bought a microphone. I got this much closer to my goal today because I bought a cable for the microphone. Whatever that is, if you can make one small step in the direction of the thing you want to do, eventually it will do. The problem is people think, oh, following your passion, I gotta, yeah, that means I got to quit my job and all that and blah, blah, blah and all that nonsense. Listen, we, everybody's situation is different. I'm not saying drop everything. I'm saying find out what lights you up and fucking find out what is atta- uh, sustainable for you to change directions. If that's a small step every day, great. If it's a big step, if you have the means to quit, quit. This is the kind of shit that we need to be aware of because the more you can follow your sole purpose, the more you're going to attract the people in your life that you want to attract, which is going to mean more success in your life. If you're doing shit that's not aligned with who you are, you're doing something out of sp- to do something to please others, you're going to attract people from that narrative that aren't aligned with you. And you're going to wonder why shit doesn't go right. That's why you need to go with what do you love to do and do that. You can make money. There's not, never too many of anything. Never. It's just consistently over time. And I'm in this moment right now is that I, I know there's millions of podcasts that are doing more, more numbers than I am. I know that, but I'm fucking me. And I know that I have the ability to do what I'm doing at a massive scale. It's just going to take time. I've been doing this for 16 months. I plan on doing this for a minimum five fucking years. And if you aren't planning on doing the thing that you want to do for three to five years, don't bother. This shit is going to be competitive. This shit is going to challenge you. You're going to have haters. You're going to, you need to learn to deal with the shit. This is why adversity, University of Adversity can fucking help you is because there's people that have been through it and gone through shit in order to become successful. So 
when you're exploring your occupation, your vocation, get clear on why you want to do it and really have your heart and fucking soul into it. And I promise you, if you take daily actions and you set yourself up every day to do those daily actions and you pay attention to the relationships and you care about those relationships, you will have success. I promise you. And I'm in that process. Have I figured it all out? No, but I'm working on it and I trust in my ability and I trust that things will work out. Things are always working out for us. Let go. Stop the resistance. Last thing, social and relationships. This is what I just talked about. This goes in, ties into vocation, this talks, it goes in everything. Relationships for me, let's talk about my love life for a second. My love life over the years has been interesting. I feel like every single woman that I've met throughout my life has had impact on me one way or another. Taught me a lot, some very passionate, some more passionate than others, but I grew up in a family that fought a lot. So for me, that was normal. And if I didn't fight, it didn't feel like a real relationship. And that was a belief that I needed to change. And alcohol got in the way of most of my relationships. It really did. And it's amazing how relationships teach you so much and really highlight things. Like for me, I've learned so much from all of them. I look back and I'm like, each one was so different. And even the most release, my most recent one, it's almost been a year since we broke up. She ever listens to this, whatever. I don't care. Like I wish her all the best. But like when we first met, I was a such, I was such a different person. And because I hadn't dealt with the shit that I was dealing with, I feel like maybe I got into the relationship for the wrong reasons. And Maybe I was, I was looking to seek some sort of validation for who I was and whatever. I don't know. But I was in a very toxic state and she did help me through a lot of stuff. But I, I, I think I might've talked about this before, but I might as well bring it up again. Is that there was a lot of positive things about that relationship, but we just were not on the same page about things, right? I was nine years older. I had gotten out of the hospitality industry. She was still in it. And I just think that we, yeah, we just grew apart and that's okay. And how it all ended really sucked because to this day, I don't think I've spoken to her since only through emails, which sometimes is like, is challenging for me. Cause I'm like, fuck, you know, I knew this person and yet I don't, I never talked to her again. And like you, you have this bond with somebody and you know, I'm, way I'm completely over it and happy. And I hope that she's super happy with who she's with. And that's, but sometimes I'm like, shit, you know, I would have liked a little bit of more like closure with that, but that's okay. That's all right. That's not how life works. And for me developing from that and moving on, I really got understood the feeling of feeling, feeling the feeling of discomfort of a relationship breakup. And I sat with it, meditated on it, went through it, allowed it to flow through. And then I felt healed about it because I journaled about it. It was amazing. So this last year, I've toyed with the dating apps off and on, met a couple people, had a fake profile, fake age at one point, then changed it to my real name, real age. It's fucking, I don't know what I was thinking, but this is the journey, right? And I just haven't found a place there where I feel like it's aligned with me. And maybe that's just I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if it'll ever happen that way. So I've had to, I got off the dating apps because it just feels weird. It feels forced. And part of me is like, well, I'd rather them just flow in naturally. 
you know, or meet them somewhere like yoga or the gym or I don't know. But then it's hard sometimes too, because people are closed off and I don't want to like invade anybody's space either. And you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a strange dance, right? And I think you guys with relationships, we're all starting to think about this. It's like dating apps is the norm, but I guess it's the intention that you go in. If you go into it, like, Hey, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to show who I am, you know, obviously boundaries, not just going to like, obviously, but like, you want to like set yourself up with a good profile and you want to go into it intentionally. And I think that's important, right? I think that's really important. But if your intention is to like just hook up or you have one foot in, one foot out, you're mysterious, but you don't want to say who you are. It's kind of like you're sending mixed signals. So I think dating apps can be useful. I myself haven't found my place in them. I prefer to spend more time leaning into people that are more aligned with the path than I'm on right? More aligned with the things, the things in common. Do we have to do the same shit? No, but there has to be an upward trajectory of going the same direction because I've done the opposite where one is going one way, one's the other, and it just doesn't work, especially when shit hits the fan, right? And the, the, when you get into this personal growth world and spirituality and all that, certain things interest you more, right? Like I want somebody to want to go to like a Tony Robbins thing. I want somebody to want to go to a meditation retreat, a yoga retreat. I, I love that shit. Why would you be with somebody that doesn't want that, right? And for me, some, well, in, and sometimes in relationships, we get so stuck on the idea of being a relationship that we don't want to let that relationship go because that means so much has to change. But the freedom you get when you let go of that and when I, for experience of letting go of my last relationship was amazing. And I'm sure she'd say the same thing, right? I know she got into another relationship, but I never did. And I never want, I have no interest in, well, I mean, I'm inviting that to come in if it happens naturally, but I did not go looking for one at all because I needed to process what the fuck is going on inside me that first of all, you know, what didn't, what did I do that? What didn't work? Like what, what was the objective of me having a relationship? I want to have an, a relationship because I want to have somebody that I can go on the journey with and we complement each other's lives. I don't want her to be my whole life. I don't want to be her whole life. I want us to have our own lives, our own independence, and then all you join hands and you're like a fucking unstoppable team and you support each other. And it's not about, and you challenge each other. It's not about making somebody feel bad or forcing them into something. It's loving them where they're at and encouraging them, however that may be. And I think for me, trying to, and I've done this in my own, my family, my friends, and over time is like, once you get to know something, you want to make sure that they all know it. And this is the right way. And maybe I do this with my team sometimes too. I can be stubborn. And it's like, well, well what I know is what I know. And this is, you need to do this. And that's not the right way. The best way to do it is to show up in your own life on how to do it and, and, and process it. If, you, if you're spiritually enlightened, fucking show up and just do things that spiritually enlightened people do. Don't tell people, right? And if you're in a relationship, you know, show them these things, invite them to learn, but don't tell them they need to do this shit because that's the worst thing you can do. It just pushes people away. And that's what I did in my last relationship. Like I feel bad for her sometimes thinking about it because I used to be like, you got to do this. You got to come here. You got to do that. And it's not the right idea. That's leading with fear. Convincing somebody is leading from fear. Leading with love and going, hey, I invite you. I love your ad. Look at this. You don't have a look at it. That's okay. 
right? So that's where I know I went wrong. So now moving forward, I'm going to do things differently, right? And it's cool because relationships, it's all about how much do you give them? It's not a 50-50. It's, it's like 100-100. It's, it's how can you help them? Like really look for how you can give to them. And I'm not just saying in like an intimate relationship, that's important too. Always, you have to look like, how can I help them today? How can I better them? If you guys are both doing that, that's amazing. Same with like your team, same with anything you do. If you are the person trying to better their relationship, then chances are the other person is going to want to do that too, right? It's a give and take. And that could be a beautiful thing. If both people are trying to nourish the relationship, it's unstoppable, right? But the reality is, a lot of people don't have the tools and some people will take, take, take more than give, give, give. I've been guilty of it and I'm trying to be aware of it because it's important to, to add value as much as you can. So relationships for me, joining this Fit for Service Mastermind, I've been able to create some massive, amazing relationships with, this, with our team and within, my, you know, within that group, connect with some people that you've heard on the podcast and some to come. There's just such dynamic depth and what I love about the community is that they're all ready to explore the depths of their next level, right? And they get it. So you don't have to have the conversation of like trying to see where they're at. They're all on that path. So they're all pretty knowledgeable, which is really cool because when you start talking about things, you realize that a lot of people know a lot more shit. For me, I realize how little I know and that's exciting. Some people get intimidated by that, but I look at it like, wow, there's these people doing amazing shit and speaking their, their intellect and their language is so much stronger than mine. But I'm like, wow, that means that I need to be, read more books and I'm going to get there because I'm surrounding myself with these people, right? And I try and express this to my team also. You know, I try and be a leader the best I can, right? And to be able to share what I learn and to be able to help people grow, that's my purpose. Like for me and my team, you know, with our, you know, my podcast production company, you know, we do, we work with people, right? We do done for you podcasts. So people don't have to worry about them. That's important to me. Right. But that, so we provide that service to people. We provide that, but we have to work with people. But if our, if our own internal community isn't solid, then how is that going to show up in our work? It's not going to be ideal. It all starts with your foundation. And as you're building a business and you scale, you need to have that solid foundation of leadership. And right now with us, we have a rock solid team. So now I'm confident because of the work that we do together, because of the relationship building we do, the laughs, you know, the frustrating times, all that makes up our dynamic. So then we bring on people, we have that solid foundation. And that foundation in our team reflects in how we treat clients, how things go, our processes, all of that. So those relationships are so important and I encourage you guys to take them seriously. Reach out today to somebody that you haven't spoken to. Ask them how they're doing. You know, find out how you can serve them. Don't do it with an agenda. Don't reach out to people and be annoying with an agenda. Just like kindly figure out, be curious about what they're up to. Even if that's, that's, that's an amazing thing, right? Don't do it with an agenda. People can read that stuff, okay? So... Yeah, guys, I, I can't speak enough about the relationships that I've made this year. I've interviewed so many people, so many connections, and I really feel like I, with you guys listening, that I've, I've built a solid relationship with all you listeners. And I really, I love you guys. And I love if you've, left, you've just listened to one second of this, I, I appreciate you. 
if you've listened from the beginning or in the middle or whatever, you're just, just coming across this. I appreciate you. You're, you're like a pinnacle piece to this. And as we grow, you know, to millions of downloads and millions of fans, you guys are the core people that helped me with this from the start. And we're still in the beginning. 200 episodes is fuck all. This is going to be, we're going to be doing thousands, right? And University of Adversity is so close to my heart. It's everything in my, my heart and soul right now. Do I always want to show up every day? No, but I know the consistency is so important. Has to be. And I know that 16 months is nothing. I need to know that in order for me to get this to where it wants to be and to impact as many people, I need to deliver a consistency over time for years. And that's what I plan on doing, right? And I know how hard the work can be. That's why I created a company that does this for other people because I know I couldn't have done this myself. So to sum up relationships, to sum up that social aspect, do whatever you can, you guys. Be curious to your relationships. Take interest and really work on cultivating those because they will change your life. And especially in business now, it's so important to build these relationships because, and build that trust and authority. This is why having a podcast is so important because that creates relationship trust. And when 10 people are selling the same thing, they're going to go with the person that they have a better relationship with more, trust more, and the person that makes them feel better about themselves. That's what it comes down to. If you can make the person feel better about themselves, they will do business with you. If you have a, somebody else offering the same thing, maybe better, but they got an asshole CEO that makes you feel like shit, you'll say, fuck you. You'll go to the person that made you feel better and that you personally connect with better because they're more human. And more people, more human will go further in a lot, and that's more of a long-term sustainable business. This is the way it is, guys. So get comfortable with being truthful, being vulnerable. Vulnerable is a buzzword, but the more you can be vulnerable, the more you'll peel back the layers of your true essence, which is your, which is your truth. Discovering your truth, speaking from your truth, not worrying about fucking pleasing everybody all the time is key. And this is where I struggled is trying to please everybody. I even still do it, but I speak from my truth now. If you think it's cheesy, I don't care. If you think it's harsh, I don't care. I care that I'm impacting the people that are taking the message from love, not from fear. If what I say offends you, ask yourself, is, are you being taking this from love or fear? It always comes down to one or the other, okay? And I'm going to continue to deliver the heat to you guys. This is a fucking awesome journey, episode 200. It's been an hour. I was only going to do a short one for this, but things were flowing. My brain is on fire right now. And guys, I truly, truly love you. I appreciate you. And we are going to blow this thing up within the next couple of years. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you.